1: Thank you for listening to the FCS podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe.
0: Each year, the Honorary Degree Committee seeks the names of individuals who have distinguished themselves through important contributions to the university, the state of Rhode Island or the nation, individuals who deserve to be honored by the university and who will bring honor to the university by accepting a URI degree. This is the final week to submit nominations to the committee for their consideration. What are you getting
1: at? Is there
0: any chance? Any chance in hell that either of us get a nomination? Wait, wait, do you know what an honorary degree is? I, I, I got it, but I, I was just saying, I, I thought it was like one of those things where along with the, um, wait, it's like know, a, another little core No, right? no,
1: no, 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 no. An honorary degree is when you have someone of importance come and speak, and then the school gives them an honorary de- degree. Come and speak. We can't earn an honorary degree. It's somebody that's already graduated, probably not just from here. But it's like someone that's outside of the university that is of significance and importance. Uh, I thought they were. Uh, I, I, okay, I'm reading it here. That was a swing and a miss. If dude. selected, the 2020 <laughs> recipients
0: will become part of an exclusive group of approximately 440 individuals awarded honorary degrees from the University of Rhode Island since 1941. I didn't see the 1941 thing. I thought it was 440 <sighs> this year.
1: So we're talking about building credibility, you think <laughs> and what? you come in <laughs> with <that. laughs> something as simple as an honorary degree. How quickly do you think we're- Can you turn down my headphones just a tiny bit? No. no you, you, you wanted to complain, uh, and you
0: wanted to scream about, and about the headphone volume. I, I,
1: it was- it Okay. Was, you want to hear my you,
0: secondary one? What is it? Um, how about- it Take how about, two. <laughs> no, no. How about the uh, the US going in and, and clapping that ISIS member, the ISIS leader? It was either an <laughs> <laughs> honorary degree, or we were going to give big claps for the oh oh really
1: you you you're doing you're like polar opposites each time you adjust my headphones no it's not my fault that you have piece of crap headphones I, okay my headphones oh are nice too mm. okay you spent three hundred dollars it's headphones. not my fault the, the, but yes big big, big clap now? goes to getting Thank the, you. Uh, yeah. the uh, take them down the isis leader we got him
0: out of way boys out of america send them back send them out of gosh that makes me so happy <laughs> makes me so happy Holy hell. Do you think you'll ever get an honorary degree? No. Really?
1: No. Oh, are you kidding me? Because let's be realistic. The both of us here will probably be, we'll be notable. I would hope that we'd be notable alumni, but I don't think the school would ever want to associate themselves. <laughs> 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 I mean, like Andy Gresh who's a radio show personality who, who graduated from here. I don't think the school would ever give him one just because they don't want to directly be like, like, yes, please come back. But they're like, ah, he went here. <laughs> Like they're not, they don't, academia, they don't him. Why does
0: academia hate people that are successful in real life that don't, it, it's because the people that are successful in like media and stuff like that, it, ha, it has nothing to uh, do with academia or a, a to their, no. to their, uh, what they have to teach here. Like the, the sports media stuff that they're teaching here, it's not all sports media tools and knowledge that you would need to learn to go into the actual field. It's a lot of theoretical stuff. And cultural stuff. So, I guess if you're not touching on that, you're not going to get your honorary degree. No. Be nice if we got one, though. Never will.
1: I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe you came in swinging. Okay. Like, like, we haven't even graduated yet. and I want my damn honorary degree. I just thought it was going to be like one of those things where you get a little award or something, a or little cord. I don't know. That's not, no. That's like, um, you know, graduating with honors because you had a certain GPA. That's
0: completely different. Okay,
1: honorary degree, graduating with, graduating with honors. <sighs>
0: you see the, you see how that could be confusing. Also, That's you're a graduating a whole semester later than me, so oh, how about you simmer down over there? That makes a difference. Okay. Still be in class. Joker.
1: Graduating with two more minors than you. So. Oh, yeah. Minors. Oh, uh, yeah. Still.
0: <laughs> Get to the UU. <laughs> the UU Games of the Week this week. I mean... It doesn't get much bigger than competing for first place in the Big Sky late in the season here, like our first game between Weber State and Sac State. It's not going to be much bigger than that in this season.
1: Joe. No, I don't I don't think so. And I think that last week we had this doozy of a game between South Dakota State and North Dakota State and that obviously needed to be spoken on because of the significance and the fact that it was on college game day. And now we get to see two matchups that have playoff and conference implications on the season and that are very very important as this final stretch of games we've got about i think 4 weeks left, 4 games left for pretty much every single team except for the few that decided to take two bye weeks if they could this is the this is the this is the crunch time right now Sean this is the time where the good teams that are hovering around the top of their conferences come out swinging, they come out fighting, they come out chomping at the bit, and they end up winning their conference, or they end up securing a playoff berth.
0: Now, we'll also be touching on our second UU game of the week here, uh, Northern Iowa and Illinois State uh, after this, Uh, but I'd like to start with um, the Chef
1: Wong's key to victory for Weber State. (laughs) Chef (laughs) Wong's. So, when I was acknowledging this game here, it's another one that's going to be It seems like every single week these games we end up picking two high-powered offenses, and this is two teams that have very productive offenses, but in very different rights. You have Weber State, who is gashing people on the ground with Josh Davis, and then you have the flip side of that with Sacramento State just having an incredible performance from Kevin Thompson, who is unstoppable throughout the air and also on the ground, so... This game is also probably going to be a shootout, and I think that my key to victory for Weber State is just allowing your run game to carry you. Josh Davis has taken over games. He had a freaking four-touchdown, 300-yard game two weeks ago. I believe it was two weeks ago. You just need to stick with that. Don't get cute with it. I think that Jake Constantine is not a bad quarterback, but he's not your star player. If you find yourself in third and long, just expect that he's going to end up on his back because this Sacramento State defense has 32 they have 32 sacks on the season, and I was saying to Sean, I'm like that doesn't that number just doesn't sound right? They've got everyone all over the place making plays. You have uh, Obina, jo- George Obina, who's the the leading guy, nine and a half sacks, but you have so many other people that have over two sacks a part of this li- lineup. Uh, Darrelle Coates, one of them has five sacks. Jeremy Harris, two and a half sacks, and then Marcus Bruce. Also two and a half sacks. Just a re- re- relentless pass rush group, not just one guy that's getting the getting the job done. Now for me, it's kind of in the same
0: light here. Uh, for Weber State, you're looking at sack State and just as a team, their trends. Uh, they do trend a lot of team sacks. They get to the quarterback. Uh, but they also trend uh, on offense. They rush the ball 42 times a game uh, through, what is this, eight games, nine games? Not, through nine games, they're averaging 42 rushing attempts per game. If you if you see that trend, you have to understand and prepare yourself for them to run the rock. Uh, I don't think that uh, Sac State's quarterback has more than 1,100 yards on the season. No receiver has more than 400 yards on the season. So you see that. You just need to keep on uh, pressuring them in the box. Let your linebackers think run first because that's that's just what they're going to do they're going to run the ball and they're going to try to run it down your throat you have to be prepared for them uh, to come out there and it's going to be inside run for the entire game and if you're not here if you haven't played college football inside run is a period in in practice where it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just the offensive line the defensive line the linebackers and then the running backs and tight ends and all you're doing is running the ball inside and mid zone inside zone mid zone and outside zone and the defense knows you're running the ball, and the offense knows you're running the ball. There's no pass plays. Just to, to get more practice on stopping the run. So this game for Weber State is going to be a full-throttled inside run game through and through. Now, Joe,
1: for Sacramento for Sacramento well, State— I, I, oh. I can't add a little follow-up to your—slow your horses there, big guy. Look, all I was just going to say, though, is that you pointed out the amount of rushing attempts that they have. You, you have your two leading rushers, Elijah Dotson being the number one guy sacra- for Sacramento State, who's a running back, and then Kevin Thompson is right behind... Actually, wait, I need to say this. Is it Thompson or Thompson? Because the Twitter account keeps tweeting Thompson, and their stat page says Thompson. Let me see here. It says Thompson. Sacramento State, you got to figure it out. So it's either the Twitter guy keeps messing it up, or the, or the, 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 the roster's incorrect. I would assume... The Twitter guy has it right.
0: No, but I don't uh, think it can be Thompson.
1: Uh I don't know. Look, I, I want. If we get a it, reading out here. Yeah, can, I, can I, someone, someone shoot us a tweet and let us know that might know this for sure? Because you have conflicting sources that are supposed to be from the They're university, both reliable. It's not like we're taking it from ESPN that might have an error, or we're taking it from a beat reporter that might have an error, or just some random slappy that's tweeting that might be an error. You need to figure it out, Sacramento State, but. Besides the point, though, you have two players that ho- have over 400 yards rushing. It's going to be a lot of carries for both guys. Even if Thompson doesn't have any design runs, he's still going to find ways to escape the pocket. I agree. All
0: right, Joe. Yes. Now for Sacramento State, your what do I want to call this here? Hmm. Just your your keys to victory. Oh,
1: you, you couldn't come up with. I, the, I was uh, trying an to advertiser. think. Of, I'm, try- I'm not trying to. I'm, on, I'm trying <laughs> to think of small businesses. Small businesses, just made up small business, or are these all local ones to you that uh, you know. of? Okay, how about uh, Mike's Auto Body? Key to victory. Okay, for Sac State. Uh, my key to big- victory for Sacramento State is having a strong presence up the middle. Josh Davis is one of the best running backs in the country, and they're very consistent in running the ball up the middle. They don't. They're not overly creative in getting him touches. They're a hard nosed aggressive, downhill offense that leans on one specific player. I have not seen anything from Jake Constantine that really makes me think he can take over this game. If you clog up those A-gaps and you prevent him and maybe you – What about the Uh, B-gaps? B-gaps gaps, -gaps a little too outside for me. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I was going to say A-gaps, B-gaps, just try and keep things as tight as possible up the middle of the field. I'm confident that you have those edge defenders – who are getting after the quarterback well that they would also be able to contain and fill on Josh Davis that they'd be able to at least prevent him from having some extremely explosive game so Jake Constantine though not really that confident in him not really a guy that I think can take over a game he's only averaging 173 passing yards per game he also has four interceptions but really not that many pass attempts so. I don't think it would take much to really slow down this offense. I really think that if you force Constantine to be the guy on third down, second and long, third and long, make him have the ball in his hands, he's not that much of a playmaker that I, I'm really that confident in him. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you
0: know who the star player is on that offense. Yeah.
1: Don't be dumb. Just acknowledge who who's going to be getting the ball. Right. Now, for
0: me, for Sac State –
1: there's some coaches,
0: you know, that you see on the sidelines of NFL games, college football games, even high school games, and they have this little piece of paper, this little pad. And throughout the game, they'll write down the pad and they'll put little notes on there. But typically, they'll write down penalties, who got them, and for what. Now, Weber State, Weber State's coach has got to have an absolute notebook full of penalties because they have uh, acclaimed 56 penalties on the year. 13 more than Sacramento State's 43. Sacramento State, keep that margin wide. They're the number four ranked team in the nation, sure, but let them give you a hand on their own here. They're going to make mistakes, uh, either mental or alignment-based. Uh, if you have 56 penalties, you have to be able to take that free yardage. Make sure that you have all of your alignments correct. Make sure you're not offsides. Watch the ball. Do what you need to do to, give, to get those free yards to help you matriculate down the field. Now. for our second ooh-ooh game of the week here. We have Northern Iowa and Illinois State two ranked opponents here going at it late in the season. Uh we'll start with Northern Iowa if you don't mind, Joe. But I can lead this one off here.
1: Oh, okay. I'll
0: just I'll just lead it
1: off. What do you mean? I'm ready. I'll, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready to go. What do you t- t- okay, okay, fine. Steal my I'll, fire I'll, I'll let here. you go. I'll let you go. All right, fine. So this is this key to victory I think is could not be any more specific. There's one guy that I'm watching in this game because he has been an underrated performer, and that is Isaiah Weston, who is number 80 for the Northern Iowa Wildcats. And right now he has had a very good season, 856 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns, and those touchdowns and those the, the, that yardage has been racked up off of a 26.75 yard per catch average. That is an astronomical number. That is incredible production as a deep threat. And he's a big receiver. He's fast. He's very, very quick. And when I'm looking at at Illinois State's defense, they're they're a pretty good pass defense, but they're allowing over uh ten point five yards per catch. So be watching those matchups. Whoever is guarding um Weston in this situation, whoever's going to be playing up on him they might have a tough time. He might be able to come in this game and feast and have a big day. You need to continue to use that hot hand because Northern Iowa does not really have a ton of other significant playmakers after they lost Briley Moore. Now, for me, Northern Iowa has 26.5 sacks on the season.
0: Pretty good. Obviously, Joe steamrolled me earlier. Uh, <laughs> They're two different games. <laughs> With with Sack State's astronomical thirty-two per thirty-two over the cumulative season. But twenty-six and a half is still pretty high. But that's not the major key here. They only have nine QB hits uh throughout the year. It's good to follow through with the sack, but that means that unless they're getting a sack, they're normally not touching that quarterback. So I'd like to see them at least follow through, uh get the quarterbacks get the quarterback for Illinois State out of rhythm, just get him on the ground as much as possible get him flustered try to get that QB hit number up because normally it's a little it's it's normally backwards you normally have more QB hits and pressures uh over the sack total but it's a it's a very what do I want to say here interesting circumstance uh with Northern Iowa with this ratio so try to get these quarterbacks hit try to get them out of a rhythm uh that's my key to victory for Northern Iowa and for Illinois State Joe oh, here we go shocker go
1: ahead why why is this the, Did you, look like James Robinson is a draftable prospect. Look, I, I, the, the reality of is the FCS is a, is a running league and, and, right. and to, to its furthest extent. So as redundant as I sound, when you have two different games with two different star running backs, you have to say it, otherwise you're not doing your job. James Robinson carried you this far. He's an NFL prospect. He's going to get drafted very, very high. He is one of the most productive running backs in FCS football, 938 rushing yards, a bit more heavy on the ground, 5.4 yards per carry. And then, if you look at Northern Iowa, they're currently allowing 120 yards per game. You didn't touch on his touchdown total? Touchdown total is 14. 14. Yeah, he's he's getting home. He's hitting pay dirt. They're using him as a bell cow running back, and he's able to fill that potential despite not being an enormous running back. It's like a Daniel Thomas. Yeah, those are some some LT numbers right there. Look, you just need to be smart here. Looking. Allow him. Yeah, are you looking? You need to allow him. (laughs) to continue to carry you northern iowa is allowing some pretty big rush yard totals to opposing teams why would you put yourself into a position where um you're you're putting a little bit too much in the hands of davis brady i just i would rather i would rather see a big day from josh robinson that's that's what i really think is the uh the key thing here sorry it's brady davis that's my fault mixed up the two names and james robinson what did i say josh James Robinson. God. Golly.
0: <laughs> C. My key to victory for Illinois State. It's going to be a battle of the trenches here. And Joe already alluded to it again, steamroller, uh, with the James Robinson notes. Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Redbirds have only given up 14 sacks on the year, so they can keep their quarterback clean. This offensive line is really Wait, good. Wait,
1: you're steamrolling yourself here. Whatever, just keep going. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not.
0: I'm saying it's going to be a battle of the trenches. Right, and for ahead. this key to victory, I wanted to talk about how good Illinois State's offensive line has been this year. But apparently that's and myself. Yeah. Their offensive line's been really good. Uh, keep up the strong play. You are going up against a defense that can get to the quarterback and does apply pressure. So it's just going to come down to how well the Illinois State's offensive line does with getting James Robinson uh, good holes and looks. Obviously, he can. he's good enough where he can make his own. But if you can get him... Uh, scripted and planned looks and hit the holes correctly, then you're probably going to have a big day, and Illinois State's probably going to take that win. But if uh, the Redbirds offensive line cannot do that, then it's probably going to lean a little towards Northern Iowa. So I'm putting all of the weight on the game on their shoulders. Now, Joe, we just keep on hitting dingers here. That, that's just wrapping up the ooh uh, yeah. games of the week here. We're going to the upset watch, we just do it right. I yeah, guess. we keep doing it
1: right, and as we spoke in the Tuesday episode, or sorry, the Monday episode rather. I don't know why I said Tuesday, yeah. as we did earlier in the week, and we touched upon it. We're uh, we're on a bit of a hot streak right now, here, Sean. We're uh, starting to establish some uh, some consistency with picking potential upsets to watch. Now we're not hitting all of them all the time, but still, uh, that's uh, this might be our bread and butter here, Sean, picking these upsets. I think it is, and I. It's. It, I think every think, time we've picked a game, it's ended up being an upset. Do you think that we have? Oh, that's not true. Well, no. In, the, in this in this stretch, every time that we've every upset that we've put oh, down yeah. has been an upset of two weeks.
0: The last five upsets that we have yeah. we have predicted have all become uh, upsets. They've all come true. So we're five for five in the last two weeks, and we're picking. F- we have four on the radar this week. They're good. I'm ones. assuming we're going to get two out of four, just because that's how the dice probably will yeah. roll. But if we get two out of four, it's still two more than all the other rubes that are trying to pick these things. So,
1: Got to continue with the same formula here, though, Sean, that I think some people don't want to always think this way, is that teams that are either previously ranked or fringed ranked teams are in the best position to upset someone, and that's why we continue hitting home with that. It's, it's, it's so true in the FCS because a lot of these conferences, those mid-tier teams can always come out and beat the top teams.
0: Right. And just the four games that we're going to be watching here, uh, Tennessee Martin over Jacksonville State. Uh, we're looking at Lamar over Central Arkansas. We're looking at UIW over Nichols. And Incarnate word if anyone is not familiar with UIW. Just, uh, yeah, Nichols is on here uh, twice in a row.
1: <laughs> twice in a row. They, they fell last week, and there's a good shot that they could that they could
0: continue their downward spiral. And we got Chattanooga over Furman. Furman hasn't lost that much this year, so no. I don't know how they're going to respond. You know, they did take a loss to the Citadel a little bit ago. Yep. I don't know how they respond to, to going in that kind of streak you know, back and forth between wins and losses, opposed to going on a big win streak at the beginning of the year. But Chattanooga over Furman is going to be our last upset watch to look at. Uh, I'm pretty confident in I, I, I'm pretty confident in all of these. I mean, they are not like crazy upsets to be picking. It's like any of these teams are one and seven teams going to up against an eight 0 no Goliath. But they're they're up. They're just obviously it's a little bit skewed. So these are the four that we're going with. Lock it in, and we'll be ready to see that uh, transpire on Saturday. Now, Joseph. Yeah. Why don't we just get into it?
1: It's time, time right for it. your F- Favorite... God, i messed it up already. Time for your favorite FCS football game show. We're doing things a little bit differently today, this week. But we'll get to that towards the end on how things work. A little bit different. There's a little bit of an added fun to this. However, this week, Sean and I... Both had really, really good weeks. Sean ended up beating me again, and we're going to get to that very quickly, but we still both had very, very good weeks. We're getting better at this. Um, we're not as dumb as we sound. <laughs> we're trying here, folks. So, first game up, though North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Sean and I both kept it simple, picked North Dakota State to get the victory. One for one for both of us. JMU Towson. Both of us kept it simple, both picked JMU two for two. Austin P., Tennessee Tech. I got this right. Sean can suck it. Uh, Two for three. Sean, three for three. Stony Brook, Villanova. Sean predicted the upset correctly. I did not. Three for four for both of us. Weber State, UC Davis. The UC Davis hate continues to build as we both picked Weber State. Four for five across the board. Montana State, North Dakota. Sean. Oh, no. I predicted the upset. Sean did not. So, four for six. Five for six for Joe. Richmond. Richmond. Delaware Sean got this upset five for seven for both of us Harvard Princeton both of us got this right six for eight Tennessee Martin Southeast Missouri State Sean got it right I did not this is where he kind of pulled away a little bit oh this one pick gave him the lead seven for nine for Sean six for nine for Joe Sam Houston State Central Arkansas both of us got this one right for Central Arkansas Eight for 10 for Sean, seven for 10 for Joe. So give us the average, even though the averages are very easy to do because we picked 10 games.
0: The weekly average for Sean, 80%. <laughs> the highest of the season so far. The weekly average for Joe, 70%.
1: Talk on the microphone, please. I'm here here screaming, before. dude. Man. I don't want to be <laughs> all day. Yeah,
0: Joe got 70%, seven for 10. All right, what are the, Van Away, what are the season averages? The season averages, I am now 40 for 80, a clean 50%. Ah. Joe is 49 for 80, 61% on the year. I have scratched and clawed my way back to a nine-point deficit to this blithering idiot. I am so close to coming back and taking the lead and proving myself as the dominant FCS estimates picker. This is what I do. I have been on a tear. I am on a roll.
1: (sighs) I had one egregiously bad week, and you were you had two in a row terrible. that were terrible,
0: and Look, I'm getting good at it, and now now it's I still getting have in your a nine, crawl.
1: I still have a nine point lead. I would need to go zero for nine or zero for. I don't know how many games we have this week. We have four
0: more weeks left, Joe. You can slip up plenty. No, nope. no, nope. it's not going room happen. for that.
1: It's not going to happen. But so, folks, if you happen to notice, we tweeted this out for the first time.
0: Oh, very good We're doing the fan
1: vote. Yep. Now I want to give an enormous shout out to one of our favorite fans who we're constantly in contact with because he's uh very vocal to us and that's nick Massaroni. uh he offered to us once we kind of put out there that we were thinking about trying to figure out figure out how we can do it he offered to help us out and he did exactly that he put together the poll he also ran the numbers for us so we have all of this at our disposal so huge thank you to you nick for doing this um No shout-out to you, though, because your numbers weren't that good this week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Nick. I think that the way that I want to do this, because we had a good handful of people vote, and I I think this number is going to start to continue to grow um, each week with each listen. We didn't really say anything about it last show, so now you know going forward. Just be looking out for the tweet. All the more reason why you need to follow Sean and I on Twitter, at Joe DeLeon. D e l e o n e and at Sean Anderson sixty five. We're gonna both tweet out the link. Yeah, we'll be. You have to follow
0: yeah. us to be in the poll, or you got to see the tweet to be in the yeah. poll. So
1: if you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter. Okay, but this is where it's gonna be. Also, uh, no cheating. We didn't have any cheaters this week. That you know, put in their votes after or something. <laughs> um, oh, you think that's a possibility? Hey, Nick, no. keep an eye on that for yeah, us. Yeah, no, or, or no maybe we'll... th- there's timestamps on here. I can see them. Ah, gotcha. So, the way we're going to do this, though, is I just want to, uh, before we do our votes and our, our games, Peter Mooney. Thank you, everyone. out of 11. Thank you, everyone, who played along with us. The top point getter we're gonna do the top point getter and then sean wanted to do the worst point getter just the <laughs>
0: i've been getting it bad enough on this yeah, show when, the, when, yeah. I, when i do bad so the listeners are gonna get a little bit of payback yeah. here so
1: whoever it was the bottom point getter we're gonna let you know you gotta step up your game next week hopefully there's no back-to-back weeks just so happens it's a re- it's one of our most reoccurring listeners <laughs> um so our two two listeners had 60 percent. so no one Closest was was a point less than what what uh, Sean and I had. Um, and the two people that had 60% was Joe Friedrich from Cedar Falls, who had 60%. And then my good friend uh, Donato Crisanti from New Jersey, who is the uh, backup long snapper for Rutgers. I, he must be listening. I had no clue that he's been doing this. So, If you offered me a million dollars to, to guess where Donato F- Crisanti
0: is from, I think I'd easily win that million dollars just if I had to get. Where's the from? state. N- New
1: Jersey. If I Yo, oh, he's not actually from New Jersey. Where's he from? Connecticut. Oh my God! I would he lose just, that He million. just put down New Jersey because he's at obviously at Rutgers because he's okay. on the team. God, I would have lost um, that then. Well, so you, you you can say that Donato knows his FCS football. He's previously committed to an FCS team. So way Donato and our our worst golf sco- clap to you. Oh, okay, golf clap. Golf golf get the little golf clap. All right, all right. Our <laughs> worst score, Joe. Our worst score was Kwame. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Kwame. (laughs) See, this is important to at least let everybody know what their scores were, because they don't have the results available to them unless we say them. Kwame had 40%. So, in line with what Sean was consistently doing... (laughs) I know we're going to get a tweet from Kwame. Oh, <laughs> hey, you'll get it next time, Kwame. I, I yeah, we believe in you. Believe in we, you. we 100% I think, believe in I you. you. Gonna do- I Everyone think you're going to do Everyone has it- an off week.
0: We all know I did. I think Kwame is going to outscore Joe this upcoming week. That's my Ooh, prediction.
1: Ooh, okay, hot take. So, we, you know, we all know I had my one off week. Not Sean had an cause... off week for the first six weeks. <laughs> 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 Suddenly he kind of figures it out. All right, we're going to get into the picks, though, folks, before we uh, wrap things up with our typical final segments Here are the games that we have on tap, the first UWU games. Weber State, Sacramento State. Sean, who are we picking? I'm taking Sac State. Weber State for Joe. Northern Iowa, Illinois State. I'm taking Illinois State. Give them to me. Illinois State as well. Delaware, Towson. Towson's going to be Delaware. God, this game sucks. Um, (laughs) Towson, Jacksonville. uh, I I still don't trust Kehoe. (laughs) Jacksonville
0: State, UT Martin. Oh, man. Oh, one of the upsets here. Uh, Would I be a liar if I took, or would I be a hypocrite if I took Jacksonville State? No, I don't think so. Uh, I will take Jacksonville State
1: then. UT Martin for Joe. By the way, uh, Sean was giving me a hard time because uh, I I kept saying for Joe when we went back to to do the numbers.
0: It's so annoying.
1: I would just like to say that it's just doing that so Sean, because when we did other shows, Sean always be like, who did you pick? Oh, yeah. So I I have to be as distinct (laughs) as possible. So Stony Brook Richmond is our next one.
0: Stony Brook. Uh, I'll take Stony Brook here. I'll I think t- they're going to eat up the freshmen.
1: Give Stony Brook for Joe as well. Dartmouth-Harvard. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> People, if you hate it too, let me know. Well, Dar- my- and I'll keep doing it. Dartmouth for Sean? <laughs> Dartmouth for Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, it should be like Jeopardy where you have to say what is. You have to say <laughs> blank for blank. I'm going to say Dartmouth for Joe. Southern Illinois-Indiana State. Hmm. Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois for Joe. Eastern Kentucky. Austin P. Eastern Kentucky's hot. I'm taking EKU. Austin P. For Joe. Alabama A and M. Southern. Is it Southern Utah? Southern U. Oh, uh, Southern University. My fault. Yeah.
0: uh, I'll take Alabama A and M. I'm gonna take Alabama A and M as well for Joe. Okay. Awesome. Can't wait for that. Now, no Kwame's corner on the Thursday show here. Uh, But we do have a few rejected segments of the week uh, for you to take home with you and think about for us. The first one. What's
1: his last Okay, just go uh, ahead. Live tweeting surgery. Uh, yeah, so Sean uh, this past uh, Tuesday got surgery on his elbow, so now he's completely out of commission for the season. So uh, I think it was right as you went under the knife, I texted you, hey, you should live tweet this. It would be good content. <laughs> I should have said something earlier because I think that I, you would have done it.
0: I didn't want. To, I don't want to make everyone that gets injured makes it all about them. No, so but it wouldn't have been be...
1: like, oh, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, like, I made yep. it out. I'm feeling great. Pared successful surgery. Yeah. No, I think for you it would have been like, it's like, oh, they're doping me up right now. Still, still sitting in bed. <laughs> w- woke up. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, the second rejected segment of the week here: a comprehensive history and comparison of the Dakotas.
1: <laughs> Was this from what I didn't even read that one? Yeah. Was this from what we were watching yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> so Sean and I, we were doing show prep for. Uh... <laughs> it's rejected for a reason, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're not going. To, that, that's just. <laughs> I can't explain it. No. Um, There's a lot of differences between the two of them.
0: There is. Uh, The third rejected segment, uh, long snapper gambling. What
1: what does this mean? What does this mean to me?
0: (laughs) Well, it would have been an interesting concept to discuss uh, if long snappers were going to be the new boxers that would take a fall in a fight. For for better. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, know, is, I know. I know you're talking that about. That is a rejected segment. Uh, it is an Im- interesting concept that I would like to discuss after the season. It's essentially
1: creating an illegal gambling ring <laughs> with long
0: snappers. A cabal of long snappers all working for the mafia or the mob, uh, whatever, whatever. Vig.
1: <laughs> why? Why? Watch this. Get like a, a text from Paul Kasabian or something. Just because, like, <laughs> hey, we're Joe, not we're not serious about this. Get down here. <laughs> <laughs> whatever Paul. Uh, in case the ncaa tries to <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> just so we don't have to explain it
0: oh man okay well you're locked and loaded people you're locked and loaded for this saturday of football so hopefully you enjoyed it if you did let us know on twitter or leave a review if you didn't let us know on twitter or leave a review doesn't matter to us just let us know we need to know from you what you're thinking how you feel about it uh you can find us uh, I mean you've already found us You're listening I'm not, I'm not plugging where you can find us On this show uh, You're listening somehow We're contractually
1: um, obligated To plug where you can find us Are we plug. really? Yes Oh fine you do it then it's uh, it's You can find stupid-ish. us on Spotify Stitcher Google Play Apple Podcasts iHeart Radio You name it Anywhere you can find a podcast Even if I didn't name them We are most likely there You never know who happens To stumble upon us Maybe they Maybe they heard the sound bite And they just clicked on the link You can also find us At the Believe.com website Where there's a plethora Of other amazing shows
0: Out of my sales there, Joe. Okay. We yeah. got anything else to close No, out? I'm good. No? I think we already plugged our Twitters. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, folks. Uh, enjoy your Saturday of football. Uh, we'll catch you next Monday. Go FCS.
1: This is the story of the one. As a
0: maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding